This is Radio Romania International. You are listening to our one-hour broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa. We can also be heard on the Internet at www.rri.ro channel 1. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and other social media platforms. Our programs are also available on TuneIn and via satellite Eurosat 16A on 11.512MHz vertical polarization, azimuth 16 degrees east, symbol rate 29.950 mega symbols per second, standard DVB-S2, modulation 8PSK, audio PID 510. We wish you good reception conditions. Hello, I'm Cristina Mateescu with the news. First, the headlines. Romanian President Klaus Johannes travels to Japan on Monday for a three-day official visit, during which he is scheduled to meet Emperor Naruhito and Prime Minister Fumio Kishida. Romanian and Ukrainian experts are working on a plan to carry out measurements on the Kilia branch and destroy a canal on the Danube. And the Radio Romania Gaudamus Book Fair in Craiova comes to an end today. Romanian President Klaus Johannes travels to Japan on Monday for a three-day official visit, during which he will meet Emperor Naruhito and Prime Minister Fumio Kishida. The main purpose of the visit is to elevate the bilateral relationship to the level of strategic partnership, with a joint declaration to be signed to this effect. After Japan, President Johannes will go on a state visit to Singapore, the first at this level in the last 20 years. The trip is aimed at initiating bilateral investment projects, with Romania currently the European Union's third biggest provider of IT services to Singapore. Romanian and Ukrainian experts will meet on Monday to work on the details of a plan to carry out measurements on the Kilia branch and destroy a canal on the Danube. This is the second technical discussion between the two sides after that on Friday, when the transport ministry in Bucharest said Ukraine would allow Romania to begin measurements on the 15th of March. The activity is expected to take 10 days and clarify whether Ukraine has conducted works to deepen Bistroya Canal. Ukraine said it merely carried out legal maintenance works. But Romania claims the Ukrainians dredged more than the allowed depth of 3.5 meters, which would have a major impact on the ecosystem of the Danube Delta, which is a UNESCO World Heritage Site. The Speaker of the European Parliament, Roberta Metzola, voiced hope that Ukraine would this year begin talks on its EU accession. She met President Volodymyr Zelensky in Lviv on Saturday, saying she was impressed with the reforms initiated by Ukraine after being awarded the status of EU candidate country last year. After the meeting, President Zelensky said Ukraine was trying to finalize the implementation of the European Commission's recommendations as soon as possible and begin EU accession talks this year. Thousands of people demonstrated today outside the Parliament headquarters in Athens in the wake of a rail disaster that killed 57 people. 
Violent clashes were reported between the demonstrators and the police, with France Press noting that the demonstrators set thrash cans on fire and threw Molotov cocktails, while the police responded with tear gas and stun grenades. A number of protests have been held in recent days in Greece, where public discontent is growing with the government's negligence, which is seen as being at the root of the disaster. Earlier, Greece's Prime Minister Kyriakos Mitsotakis asked for forgiveness from the families of the victims. In the meantime, the authorities continue investigations into the cause of the tragedy. On Saturday, Romania's foreign ministry said one Romanian national was identified among the victims of the crash. Today is the last day of the Radio Romania Gaudeamus book fair in Craiova in the south, which began on the 1st of March. Around 14,000 different titles have been on offer, as well as music and games, online competitions and over 20 debates and book launches and presentations. As a first in the fair's almost three-decade-long history, the honorary president was a young author aged 12, Jonathan Agostino Ottobrino, who has already published two books and won many prizes. Radio Romania's book fair will next travel to Cluj-Napoca in April, Oradea in May, Sibiu in August and Iași in September. Music and sport lovers are taking part in the final day of the massive festival hosted by the Poiana Brașov Resort in the center of Romania. According to organizers, this is the biggest music festival held in a European mountain resort, bringing together 100 different acts and six stages. Performances have begun at noon and ended after midnight on each day of the three days of the festival. And now a quick look at the weather. Temperatures have dropped in the northern half of the country, but they are still above the average for this time of the year in the rest of the country. The highs of the day are between 3 and 13 degrees Celsius, with 9 degrees in Bucharest at noon. And now to end this news bulletin, a reminder of our top stories. Romanian President Klaus Johannes travels to Japan on Monday for a three-day official visit, during which he is scheduled to meet Emperor Naruhito and Prime Minister Fumio Kishida. Romanian and Ukrainian experts are working on a plan to carry out measurements on the Kilia branch and destroy a canal on the Danube. And the Radio Romania Gaudamus book fair in Craiova comes to an end today. This is Radio Romania International Broadcasting from Bucharest. Sunday Show. Hello and welcome to the Sunday Show. I'm your host, Cristina Mateescu. In today's show, we're looking at an exhibition about one of the biggest art thefts in Romania, we're going to talk about virgin forests and about some of the country's little-known castles. But first, Mihaila Ignatescu has this report about a new program called The Green Week, newly introduced into the Romanian school curriculum and designed to raise pupils' awareness about the environment by means of practical activities. This year, the Green Week program was introduced for the first time in the structure of the school year in Romania. 
The program runs from the 27th of February to the 16th of June 2023, with each pre-university educational unit having the flexibility to choose a week within this period to cover content and carry out activities related to climate change and environmental protection. The result of the collaboration between the Ministry of Education and the Ministry of Environment, Water and Forests this program takes into account the fact that education on climate change and the environment plays an important role in the process of achieving the objectives of protecting the environment and curbing climate change at national and international level. The two ministries, the Authority for the Digitization of Romania, the Code for Romania Association and the Special Telecommunications Service, launched on Friday, February 24th, the platform with the same name, meant to mobilize the relevant institutional factors in the development and implementation of this platform, including the parties to the agreement. The recently publicly released version of the platform should be considered a starting point, because the initiators expect that in the school year 2022-2023, new materials and activities will be produced to be made available on the platform in the next school year. The resources and activities available through the platform have been proposed by the Ministry of Environment, Water and Forests and subordinate entities, the Ministry of Education as well as organizations with experience in the field of environmental and climate education. Through the Green Week platform, the connection will be made with the websites of the organizations that propose materials and activities, and will not be stored on the platform, they will be stored on the respective organization's website. Teachers and students are not limited to the materials and activities available on the platform. If they can identify locally relevant resources and activities, as well as relevant partner organizations, Teachers and students are encouraged to use them in addition to the resources on the platform. In its current form, the educational platform includes project data, legislative milestones, a digital library with educational resources on topics in the fields of climate change, waste management, sustainable consumption and production, biodiversity, forest and terrestrial life, water and aquatic life, ideas for educational trails in nature, a map of protected natural areas and information about them, a list of weather stations and information about them, resources on how to respond to natural disasters, resources and suggestions for activities proposed by NGOs, examples of good educational practices regarding climate change and the environment. Let's find out next about a mysterious art theft that took place during the communist regime at the Brukenthal Museum in the Transylvanian city of Sibiu, and which was the focus of an interesting exhibition hosted by this very museum. Elena Enake has this report. In 1968, eight paintings were stolen from the Brukenthal Palace in Sibiu. The investigation that followed was completed in 1972. Four of the stolen paintings were recovered in 1998 with the help of the Interpol and can be seen in the permanent exhibitions of European painting of the Brukenthal National Museum. 
the event in 1968, when the eight paintings disappeared, was the idea that inspired the exhibition The Great Theft at the Brukenthal Museum 1968, which can be visited until the end of this month, an exhibition curated by Dana Roxana Hrib and Alexandru Kituza. The latter, who is also the museum manager, gives us details. The exhibition The Great Theft at Brukenthal 1968 was born as a result of archaeology, so to speak, of a collection. When taking over the manager mandate, I visited all the warehouses and all the spaces of the museum and also discovered a package whose content had not been opened by the employees at that time. There was still a sense of terror that had been passed down from generation to generation among the museum staff after the trial and the political police investigation of 1968. When I checked the content of that package, I discovered the frame of Anthony Van Dyck's Death of Cleopatra. The frame had traces, fingerprints and pieces of the original painting detached for testing. And then, following a research that I carried out together with my colleague, Deputy Manager Dana Roxanahrib, we decided to put together an exhibition based on the fact that this event of 1968 has always generated opinions and stories, but also visitors. The exhibition includes, among other things, this original frame of the work The Death of Cleopatra by Anthony von Dyck. As you know, Eight works were stolen then, of which only four were found in 2006. Unfortunately, four more have not been found yet. That was Alexandru Kituza. The Brukenthal National Museum in Sibiu has instituted Senior Thursday this year. So on the first Thursday of every month, pensioners have free access to all museums in the Brukenthal Palace and also to the History Museum, the Natural History Museum and the Museum of Contemporary Art. Alexandru Kituza, manager of the Brukenthal National Museum, has details. It is a program that I initiated together with my colleagues having the vote of the board of directors of the Brukenthal National Museum. Our idea was that the first Thursday of every month this year would be dedicated to seniors. We all know the hardships of everyday life and we want to offer pensioners free access to all areas of the Brukenthal National Museum. We were happy to see that on the first Thursday of January we had more than 600 visitors to the Brukenthal Palace alone, which made us very happy, proving that the project is a success. Alexandru Kituza also mentioned the fact that students have free access to the museum during school holidays. The decision was made with the aim of promoting cultural education and giving young people the opportunity to explore the museum's collections for free. More about the environment next as Eugen Nasta looks at the importance of virgin forests, of which Romania still has a great deal, but which are in peril. The virgin forests are the last forest ecosystems where nature has survived in its purest form, without being significantly affected by human intervention. Elsewhere across Europe, the virgin forests have become almost extinct, yet in Romania there are roughly 250,000 hectares of virgin forests. Since 2015, the virgin forests have been protected by the law. 
as they have been included in the virgin and quasi-virgin forests catalogue. In the virgin forests, trees die of old age, they fall, they break, or they wither rather fast, while the deadwood is left there, feeding the ecosystem for the generations to come. The virgin forest is home to trees of all ages, from the freshly sprouting seeds to the trees that have reached their physiological limit, quite like a community. Children, parents and the elderly supporting each other, living a harmonious and healthy life. Or at least that is what we've read in a message posted by World Wildlife Fund Romania Environment Organization on its own site. Under the crowns of 500-year-old giant trees, living together are over 10,000 species, ranging from unicellular organisms, mushrooms, plants, insects, to big mammals such as the wild boar, the deer, the chamois, the wolf, the lynx, the brown bear. If the virgin forest disappears, with it, a thousand-year-old natural evolution cycle disappears too. The virgin forest is a living lesson preserved in nature's genuine laboratories. It is also part of Romanian local communities' cultural identity. Radu Melu is a national manager of World Wildlife Fund Romania's forest division. He spoke about the importance of the virgin forests. They are important in various respects. If we consider biodiversity, these forests are important because in them we can find those categories of species that need peace and quiet, very old trees, large quantities of deadwood, actually all those categories of species that live better when man does not intervene in the forest. If we have a large landscape, a very large one, with cultivated forest and a forest from where wood is extracted, but also some quasi-virgin forest plots where it did not intervene, allowing nature to have its own evolution there, then we can stand the chance to have the whole biodiversity spectrum in that particular area. So it is the biodiversity that contributes something more. These forests come with something extra as compared to the cultivated forests. In a separate move, these forests have their own evolution with no human intervention. In effect, we see how nature would develop. We have the chance to see how nature thinks for its own further evolution, if you will, considering climate change. As for climate change, we've had something like that before. Our planet has faced these climate changes before, and yet, in their wake, nature found its own ways of survival. For instance, the beech tree has not been a dominant species before the last glaciation. After the last glaciation, the beech tree has developed perfectly fine. It has become a dominant species in Europe. It is the solution nature found for afforestation and for vegetation to regenerate. Well then, here we are again asking questions, but we cannot ask nature about a cultivated forest or, if the case, about exotic species. We ask nature in such natural forests, in such forests whose evolution has never been perturbed by man, and we find out, we see what direction it takes, and we can also imitate the same thing in the cultivated forests. In order to be protected by the law, Romania's virgin forests need to be reintroduced in a dedicated catalogue. Such an undertaking is in no way simple, yet it is worth the while doing that.
The Catalogue of the Virgin and the Quasi-Virgin Forest is a project initiated and permanently supported by World Wildlife Fund. The project is operational and held in high esteem by the international authorities. Here's Radumel once again, this time speaking about the Forestry Protection official instrument. The catalogue is in fact a base where all the forests were included, which have been identified as virgin or quasi-virgin forests on the territory of our country. In this catalogue, what we have in fact are those plots and subplots, as the forest in Romania is divided in these basic units known as forest plots and can be identified very easily. They can be found there. The information is clear about the forest district, about the area, the county where the plots can be found, and they have been included in the national catalogue with their surface area, with all the details. So once a new arrangement is being done, a new planning stipulating where, what and how much can be cut down is in place, those particular surface areas are avoided. There, logging is no longer recommended while the respective surface areas thus remain protected forever, since the law no longer allows for the planners to come and decide upon certain works, on logging operations or any other intervention that could affect the natural evolution of those forests. The Environment, Waters and Forest Ministry updates this catalogue periodically. As we speak, a surface area of more than 71,000 hectares have been included of virgin and quasi-virgin forests. The process is ongoing, yet more involvement is needed on the part of the interested entities. Forests and protected areas administrators, education or research institutions, non-governmental organizations. And now for a bit of music. Let's listen to a song called Scent of a Woman from Arando Marquez featuring Tavi Collen. Femeie, cu umerigoi, porți în privire iubirea și alte comori. Secundele noastre, de mii dulci, de mii seci, urmele grele, doar tu le știi, nu se văd, doar tu știi să le Fiindcă timpul trece și doar tu rămâi Ca o pictură ce prin magie Parcă-mi zâmbește doar mie Știi că timpul trece de parcă Fiindcă timpul 
magie Parcă-mi zâmbește doar mie Știi că timpul trece De parcă n-ar fi Însă parfumul tău de femeie Mie-mi rămâne scânteie Back to the Sunday show, Mihaela Ignatescu will next be taking you on a tour of Romania's lesser-known castles and manor houses. The Chernovich Castle is an exceptional historical and architectural monument in Macha, Arad County in the West. The castle was built by the family of noblemen with the same name in 1886. In time, Chernovich Castle has been owned by several noble families, which have all brought their own touch to the style of the building. The castle is surrounded by a huge botanical garden, home to a big number of species of plants. Legend has it that there is a secret room in the castle, where from a piano is heard playing at night. Naco Castle, standing right in the center of the town of San Nicolao Mare, was built in 1864 in the neoclassic style by Count Kalman Naco, descendant of an old Aromanian family from Greece. It has a medieval tower and 99 rooms, and when owned by Count Naco, it hosted an impressive collection of books, paintings, sculpted furniture and rare porcelain. Unfortunately, after the Count's death, the castle was turned into the first agricultural school in Romania, then into an iron guard headquarters, and later it became a weapon warehouse. All the valuable items that used to adorn the palace were stolen after the war. Miko Castle is the oldest historical monument in Mirkuraciuk. It was built in the year 1631 in the late Renaissance style. It has a regular geometrical plain, Italian bastions and no less than 16 towers. The castle was built by one of Prince Bethlen Gabor's advisors. After being conquered by the Turkish Tatar armies, Miko Castle was rebuilt by an Austrian general, who built a moat so access was only possible on a bridge. Currently, Miko Castle is hosting the Seclas Museum and the garden is home to a village museum. A former fortress of Vlad III Dracul, in English known as the Impaler or Dracula, Poenar Castle history mixes between legend and truth. That's why many people claim that this is the real Dracula castle and also the one that inspired the vampire novel. However, there is no evidence that Bram Stoker knew about the existence of Poenari. Wallachia's prince Vlad Dracul fell in love with the cliffside views of this place near the Fagarash Mountains, and given its strategic location, he made it his main fortress. 
If you're ready to climb 1,480 steps, you will find an interesting small ruined castle from the 15th century where Vlad Dracul himself lived. And now to end the Sunday show, the Romanian language program with Kalin Kozoyu. Coming up next in the program... Romanian without tears. Hello and welcome to our Romanian language lesson. I'm Kalin Kozoyu and today we go on a tour of the house looking at furniture and other features. So let's begin with our basics. Chair, scaun, table, masă, bed, pat, cupboard, dulap, wardrobe, chiffonier, desk, bureau, coat hanger, cuier, door, ușă, window, fereastră, wall, perete. Great. Now let's see some very simple sentences. Pull up a chair. Trageți un scaun. Let's sit down at the table. Să ne așezăm la masă. I will lie on the bed for a bit. O să mă întind în pat puțin. Get me a plate from the cupboard. Dă-mi o farfurie din dulap. Get me a t-shirt from the wardrobe. Dă-mi un tricou din chiffonier. The pencil is on the desk. Creionul e pe birou. Your hat is on the coat hanger. Pălăria ta e pe cuier. Close the door. Închide ușa. Open the window. Deschide fereastra. The painting is on the wall. Pictura e pe perete. Excellent. And now let's review our main terms. Chair. Scaun. Table. Masă. Bed. Pat. Cupboard. Dulap. Wardrobe. Chiffonier, desk, bureau, coat hanger, cuier, door, ușă, window, fereastră, wall, perete. Excellent. Until next week, keep practicing and we'll meet you with more Romanian lessons. Focus on Romania. You are listening to Radio Romania International. Next up in this broadcast, it's All Bad Jazz. I'm your host, Lekamera Simeon. The album Tetrismatic, the most recently conceived and produced by the creative musician Katalin Mila, was released on January 25th and 26th, 2023. A saxophonist, composer and teacher, Katalin Mila is a complex artist 
with whom many Romanian and international artists wanted to collaborate and actually did that with excellent results. The first event took place on January 25th in a well-known Bucharest club in a quartet formula, and the second one on January 26th as a concert at the radio hall, where Catalin Mila shared the presenter's desk with the charismatic Florian Lungu. We invite you next to listen to a first cut from the newly released album, Tetrismatic. Sal Negra, a song composed in Mexico, performing are Catalin Mila, tenor saxophone, Livio Negru, guitar, Adrian Flautis to double bass, and Julian Nicolau, drums.
considered one of the most active and original musicians of his generation, equally appreciated as a performer, composer and teacher, Katalin Mila studied at the National University of Music in Bucharest, continuing in the Netherlands at the Prince Claus Conservatory in Groningen, at the conservatories in Amsterdam and The Hague, respectively. Then he crossed the ocean to study at Long Island University, Brooklyn, New York. For two years, between 2008 and 2010, he benefited from the Huygensburg Scholarship of the Dutch government, being also supported by the Makarov Foundation. One of Katalin Mila's teachers in the Netherlands, Jasper Blom, from the conservatory in Amsterdam, appreciated him a lot for his skillful way of playing his instrument, as well as for his creativity in performing. At the same time, Catalin Mila is an active supporter of the Romanian jazz movement, being the initiator of the first Romanian magazine of its kind, Jazz Compass, intensely involved in concerts and teaching activities through workshops and masterclasses. The album Tatrismatic is inspired by the video game Tatris, invented in 1984 by a Soviet engineer and based on seven pieces similar to bricks, in which the main role is to eliminate the empty spaces. As a result, the CD's music is designed as if it were made up of Tetris pieces, inviting the listener into a sonic and visual adventure, where everyone is free to choose a different direction at any time. That's why Katalin Mila believes that Tetrismatic brings a new style acoustic and electronic, vintage and modern at the same time, without limitations and straightforward. In the end of all that jazz, today listen to the piece Giznikari, which features Ana Maria Roshu as a vocalist.
Living Romania. Coming up next on Radio Romania International. In the spotlight. Welcome everyone, I am Vlad Paluku. One year has passed since Russia started an unprovoked and unwarranted act of aggression in Ukraine on an unprecedented scale. More than 4 million Ukrainians were displaced in the wake of this war at home and abroad. More than 20,000 civilians have been killed or injured in this war so far. Some 18 million people are in need of assistance. Nearly 170,000 refugees have received temporary protection in Romania, and 111,000 are currently residing in Romania. Some of these Ukrainian refugees attended an event celebrating one year of solidarity with Ukraine, organized by the United Nations High Commissioner for Refugees and the Romanian government. 80% of these refugees are women and children, many of whom have multiple levels of vulnerability which require continuous assistance. The UNHCR representative in Romania, Pablo Zapata, highlighted Romania's key contribution in managing the flow of refugees and commended the good collaboration our country has had with international partners involved in the relief effort. I would like to highly commend Romania's response to this refugee situation and express gratitude to all Romanians for what has been done. Since the beginning of the emergency, the people and government of Romania, as well as local authorities, civil society and private sector, have demonstrated unprecedented generosity and solidarity towards the refugees. As the Prime Minister has said in the past, this has been a whole-of-society response, which, if I may say so, has set some of the best practices we have seen over this past year. This whole-of-society approach is well exemplified by the close collaboration between the authorities leading the response, UN agencies and NGO partners. Far from being a policy issue only, this collaboration can be felt by refugees every day in border points where they continue arriving, in shelters where they stay temporarily, in blue dots throughout the country, and in integrated service hubs like this one, where national and local authorities, NGOs and UN agencies address their immediate needs. In 2022, the RRP partners have collectively supported, to give some examples, some 30,000 refugees in their basic needs, 200,000 with protection services, 66,000 with cash assistance, allowing them to ensure a dignified living, 55,000 with education assistance, 100,000 with health care, support and information, and 15,000 refugees with fast-track transport from the border between Ukraine and the Republic of Moldova to Romania. You are listening to Radio Romania International. You are tuned to Radio Romania International. In the spotlight today, we're looking at an event expressing solidarity with Ukraine and the Ukrainian people, one year after Russia started the large-scale illegal act of aggression. Attending an event organized in Bucharest by the UNHCR and the government of Romania, Sweden's ambassador to Romania, Her Excellency Teres Yuden, in turn highlighted Romania's contribution in assisting Ukrainian refugees and expressed her country's full support for each action of the Romanian authorities in this respect. Sweden currently holds the presidency of the Council of the European Union and the single most important task of the Swedish presidency is to maintain unity for Ukraine and to increase pressure on Russia. 
caring for refugees is of course an important part of this work. And indeed Romania is a hugely important partner in this. Romania showed steadfast, strong and broad support for Ukraine since the beginning of this war, not least in caring for refugees. The Romanian people and the civil society reacted immediately as Ukrainian refugees came across the border as the war broke out. The Romanian authorities immediately acted and set up emergency relief shelters and other measures. And the Romanian government, as we have heard, was the first one to think ahead and think for the medium and long-term assistance for the Ukrainian refugees. Thank you, Romania, for being such an important partner for your neighbor, Ukraine, as this important task needs to continue. Dear people of Ukraine, in Romania, in my country, Sweden, in all European countries and across the globe. It has been one year of war, but it has also been one year of resistance. The continuing illegal war of aggression on your country is as shocking today as it was when it broke out one year ago. And we must not forget and we must not become complacent in the face of this continuing war. And as the war continues, we will keep stand by Ukraine and by the Ukrainian people for as long as it takes. In turn, the United States Ambassador to Romania, Her Excellency Kathleen Kavalek, praised the swift response from both local authorities and civil society in assisting distressed refugees pouring in from neighboring Ukraine. Today, we mark the one-year anniversary of Russia's illegal, unprovoked, and horrific invasion of Ukraine. As we recall, with great sorrow, the senseless destruction and countless lives lost in the Kremlin's unprovoked war of aggression, we also salute the resilience of the Ukrainian people who have shown incredible heroism in resisting the Russian attack. We are encouraged as well by the deep empathy and practical assistance offered across the globe to those fleeing Ukraine. Nowhere has this generosity of spirit been more evident than in Romania. In this most difficult of times, we have been heartened by countless stories of Romanian citizens rushing to the border on February 24th to welcome Ukrainians with Kozonak and Shai. Across Romania, countless border guards, firemen, emergency personnel stepped forward and worked around the clock in freezing temperatures to ensure the speedy passage of Ukrainian refugees. Thousands of private citizens, civil society organizations, religious institutions, and local authorities opened their homes to provide warm and welcoming accommodations to those who, in just an instant, lost everything on the other side of the border. And finally, Japan's ambassador to Romania, His Excellency Hiroshi Weda, spoke of the partnership between Japan and Romania in assisting Ukrainian refugees. The Romanian government has shown tremendous effort in emergency humanitarian response together with the UNHCR. Other UN organizations, NGOs, civil societies and international partners and developed its support to the medium to long-term protection of Ukrainian refugees in Romania. I'd like to express my sincere respect to Romanians' strong support 
to Ukrainian refugees, as well as various organizations. Japan would like to continue strong humanitarian support for Ukraine and Ukrainian refugees. Japan had pledged a total of 1.6 billion US dollars in assistance to Ukraine and neighboring countries. And just a few days ago, Prime Minister Fumio Kishida expressed another 5.5 billion US dollar financial support to Ukraine. In Romania as well, Japan has provided large varieties of humanitarian assistance through international organization partners and Japanese NGOs. This month in February, Japan announced the pledge of over 4.5 million US dollars to the 2023 UNHCR activities in Romania. Japan also provided logistical support for UNHCR to transport humanitarian supplies to Romania. Together with the Romanian government, UNHCR, and other UN organizations, NGOs, and civil society, Japan, as the chair of the G7 countries and one of the important members of the international society, will keep on strengthening its support for refugees from Ukraine. Japan will always stand with Ukraine and Romania. That was Japan's ambassador to Romania, His Excellency Hiroshi Weda, wrapping up in the spotlight. I am Vlad Palku, thanks for listening. on Romania. Coming up next on Radio Romania International. Simply Folk. Welcome to Simply Folk with me, Locramiora Simeon. Today's program features the late artist Benone Sinulescu, a native of Brousseau County, with the song The House with the Porch. Toată lumea doarme dar la mine, de trei zile somnul nu mai vine. Stau la geam și copribesc căsuța, din livada unde-mi stem îndruța. Of, of, șoleu, rămar de sufletelul meu. Tine mă gândesc mereu La căsuța cu prizbor Cu zorele prinse De cu ziua până seară Sau și mă totui mereu La căsuța mică cu prizbor Stă o fată care e în stare Numai cu o sărutare Să-mi stingă focul meu Trece iarna, vine primăvara 
Dar tot tristă mi-este inimioara Că mândruța rău mă ocolește Fiindcă ea pe altul iubește O fofșoleu Fără ea îmi e atât de greu O fofșoleu Doar la ea eu mă gândesc mereu La căsuța cu privor cu zorele prinse în soară, De cu ziul până-n seară, Stau și mă totui mereu. La căsuța mică cu bridor, Stă o fată care e în stare, Numai cu o sărutare, Să-mi stingă focul meu. With that, our broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa has come to an end. You can listen to our next program for Western Europe at 1800 hours UTC on 7350 kHz in the DRM system and on 9770 kHz in analog system. Listeners in Africa can receive our programs tomorrow at 1200 hours UTC on 17821470 kHz. We can also be heard on the internet at ri.ro channel 1. If you have any comments or suggestions, please write an email at engl at ri.ro. Goodbye. <laughs>